This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to reach out and remind you guys of PodCoin. If you're already listening on PodCoin, thank you. If not, you should be listening on PodCoin because if you listen on PodCoin, you get the same great podcast, but you then earn money, either for yourself, gift cards, or even charity if you wish. So download the app today, PodCoin, and you will be able to make money and continue listening and supporting the Two Nerds and a Joke Empire. Thank you. Thank you, Disability Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I'm Robert, as always. As always. Yes. Uh, can't, Stan, can't leave that out. I can't, because, you know, sometimes people will forget. That you're always Robert? Yes, exactly. Interesting. Yes. So, I was... We have a couple of things we're going to talk about today. One, yes. of, one of which is, is a topic that's come up again and again and actually hit again with uh, the latest Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, uh, which is fan service versus creative freedom, where uh, the fans got real angry and uh, protested greatly. And then the, the uh, what is it, Sony? Yeah, Sony an, uh, uh, animated series said, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll change what we thought it should be to what you guys want it to be, because, you know, we're going to, you know you know kiss kiss up to the fans so we make our millions of dollars which i can't argue with completely but so we're going to talk about that um and then we're going to do a facebook feed uh uh scroll through and actually i found one first i wanted to talk about i don't know if you saw this one or any the uh the disney the new star wars films get release dates and disney's schedules gets reset i don't know if you saw that article i i did see that 2020 yeah so so it sounds like 2022 2022 2022 yeah Exactly. Very nice. Very good. Um, so it says that there's going to be three untitled Star Wars films. Um, so they're talking about 2022, 24, and 26 for more Star Wars movies. So that's kind of an interesting move when they had talked about taking a significant amount of time off, if not a long time off. But it still fits in the, 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 what they were talking about, about two years. Um, but they keep talking about, you know, this is the end of the 77 trilogy. So this could be something completely different. So that would be interesting. Um, But with that going on, uh, obviously, Avatar 2 and its follow-up are delayed again. So now it's talking 2021 and 2023 for Avatar. So we won't see that for a while. So Avatar is completely pushed, and that's kind of it. I mean, that's kind of done. Um, So you got some other things coming. New Mutants, X-Men film. Uh, it's going to be moved to 2020 for the Disney's to take over. So a lot are moved from the calendar. So yes, uh, I I kind of expected a lot of those. Did you? Yeah, including the Gambit one, unfortunately, which has been something we've seen a lot of. We've seen trailers, you know, fake trailers for fan-made flicks for. You know, some costuming, some pictures, some stills. But in all those cases, unfortunately, it's just put a lot of fanfare and just wild hope uh, for things. And it's kind of like, really, guys? Okay, well, I guess that's the end of that. Um, So that was kind of sad. And I'm still trying to avoid, um, ironically, out of the both spoilers. Now, I finally got into season six of Game of Thrones. 
So I had the big death hit me, which is kind of sad, uh, which is, of course, you got up to season six, right? Um, I'm right at season six. I'm probably about um, two episodes in. Okay, so we're literally at the same, almost exactly the same point. now. I think I'm two or three episodes in as well. And obviously the end of season five was the death of Jon Snow. Um, So that was a very, very The death of Jon Snow. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Well, yeah, that's what I keep hearing. And obviously, I mean, for those who watched it and you're keeping up and are all up to date, uh, in theory, he comes back in some form or fashion, I guess, some sort of time travel, alternate reality. I don't know. We'll figure that out Um, or I'll figure out. Everybody else knows already. But um, so that's kind of a it's kind of an interesting place to be in the series. And I enjoyed it and I'm enjoying it still a little bloody, you know, gory. But, you know, it is what it is, I suppose. And. You know, and that's it's kind of a it's a good it's a good place to be, but I'm not seeing spoilers online for it like at all, which is kind of weird. But yet again, I'm seeing spoilers left and right for end games, and I guess it's just the difference between TV and movies um, that TV doesn't do as many spoilers on the internet as much as movies do. I guess I don't know. I haven't figured that one out. Um, I, guess, I guess I guess the way the internet is now, it's a little bit smarter than it used to be. Because uh, remember, it tracks like what you search and what mm. you actually look at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, I, and I've noticed that too. Like, because we, as 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 our fans know, we're on both Tumblr and Instagram, as well as the nice Tumblr, as well as Pinterest. And you know, I'm part of a bunch of different things to kind of get different memes going and different uh, little tidbits of info. But a lot of it happens to be Marvel, and I think you're right. It has to do with searches and stuff, and Disney and things like that that I've been doing. So definitely, I think it's getting smarter, but it also narrows your focus so much that I think it, it's almost a negative thing because it doesn't introduce you into anything new. Um, so that's kind of, a, that's kind of a, an interesting, interesting thing that I'm seeing a lot of is X-Men is not a lot of X-Men stuff at all, like at all, except for the Disney mention. A lot of Game of, a lot of, uh, of uh, Endgame stuff, a little of Game of Thrones, but not a lot. And then... You know, a lot of other just random things. One of the random things I saw was the uh, Legends of Zelda. I don't know if you saw this one. Um, Netflix is doing a Legends of Zelda yeah, live action. Yeah, series, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to be a series. And uh, they're talking it's going to be the Game of Thrones family types series. Yeah, they, I, I heard about this as well because you figure it's a Nintendo property. Yes. They want to appeal to a family. Kind of like their uh, Nintendo Switch and their Wii um, you know, it's more kid slash family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where they take that. And that's not scheduled to come out for quite a long time, but it's definitely cool. I mean, and they call um, the Super Mario Brothers a failure for the for the Nintendo archive. Um, but I mean, you know, it wasn't that bad. It could have been a lot worse. But uh, video game movies, as we've talked about in the past, are kind of a hit or miss with with a lot of these things. So we will see if that actually if it actually is good. Um, again, not, a, not really a date yet when that's going to happen. And of course, um, uh, I've noticed yet again that um, the show, show you love is coming back. The toys that made us um, yep. not a, not a, it doesn't have a date just yet, but it definitely says season three is coming soon. So we're uh, we're very excited. I know you are. I'm excited about it as well. So that's well, I mean, I mean, that particular show for me, it's so interesting because unlike a, you know, your usual documentaries, 
this actually makes it a little fun. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, yeah. like, overburden you with so many facts. It's kind of like, all right, let me give you some of the, the high-level fun stuff. And then they throw in some cute animation or, you know, some old clips, some old commercials. Um, mm-hmm. And I said it before, I think that show was specifically aimed at me because all, everything so far, it's been like, yep, yep, yep. You know, even, you know, it's, even the mystery behind Hello Kitty, you know, yeah. like, is, is it a cat? It's not really a cat. And it's not really Japanese, like the characters from Britain. And, uh, you know, it, it has a name. It's a culture. It has a family. There's all these other, like, elements to the Hello Kitty world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched that with my daughter, and she was fascinated with it, too, because, you know, she's seen it everywhere, but nobody n- really knew much about it except that, you know, it's kind of cute, you know? Yeah. That's really kind of it. It's a, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, it shows you a little bit of nostalgia. It also shows you a lot of things that you may not have known, which is kind of cool to me as you learn so much. As you said, it's it's a fun type of documentary. But it, it's a good thing to see kind of the past. I mean, and like some of the toys, like I didn't, you know, really have a lot of time spent in with Hello Kitty at all. It's kind of interesting to learn about it when you've never seen it before. You know, you don't know anything about it. Right. Just learn something new. But uh, but going going back to no. like the the movies and stuff like that, I. The way um, Avengers kind of, like, took everyone's imagination, I think a lot of the movie houses said, look, you know what, we'll, we'll let Disney slash Marvel have this. Their time. And then we're going to come out. And that's why I still believe James Cameron waited to, for his Avatar thing. Yeah. He's like, let me see how far yeah. this, this can go. And, you know, people like the formulaic, you know, hero, you know, the origin story, get the shiny thing, and then, like, throw in a clip from, like, another movie, like, so that way it all connects, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's, and that's, and, and pe- and that's the biggest thing is, is really creating something. Yeah, and, like and people loved it. They ate it up. Um, now James Cameron's going to come out, and he's got these writers locked in a room in California, like, making these Avatar scripts, and he's probably got a script in mind that's probably somewhat original, and he's probably just, like, building the CGI because it doesn't exist yet, you know? Right. And he, he wants it to be, he wants it to be super cool and all the, all the users. Yeah, I mean, the guy's been to the bottom of the ocean floor, and I think he's in space now, if I'm not mistaken, so... You know the guy. The guy does everything, and in between, he makes you know billion dollar movies. You know. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. So I think I think the next Avatar is probably gonna probably gonna do what the first Avatar did and like blindside everybody and probably be the first like three billion dollar movie for all we know. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. So the other thing we were going to talk about, speaking of movies and things coming out, is. Um, the other topic was fan service. We kind of started off on this in the beginning of the show. So what do we mean by fan service? So do you want to give a definition there, Ernie? Or well, I'm thinking like, um, I'm thinking just for the sake of context for this, we should give some background. Like everybody knew that. Yes. Was like in production. So it was like, Oh, that'll be kind of fun. You know, a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. 
will it be live action? Will it be animated? Then they said, no, it's going to be a combination of both, live action and animated. We're like, all right, this this could work. And Sony's done it before, you know. They, sure. They they've been good at it. Um, and then next thing you know, they they're like, all right, guys, ready for the trailer? It's coming in like a couple weeks. And they had like, you know, these little pictures, these little clips and stuff like that, not giving too much away of what, you know, the Sonic would look like, because that's what everyone was saying. We can't wait to see Sonic. And, right. and then that first trailer dropped, and the hatred spewed. Because they were like, one, why does he look like a little boy? And two, why are his eyes and teeth like that? Like, they look almost human-like. And don't, don't forget the fact of his spindly... Uh, Druggy legs. Yeah, yeah. He had these. Yeah. He had these, and then they picked the oddest selection. They picked uh, "Gangsters Paradise" by Coolio. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that is kind of a random pick. Like, all right, we get it. You want to use some '90s hip hop? You you had your bevy of any fun type of music from like the '90s if you wanted to. Instead, you pulled, right. Like, the royalties are cheap and all that. Yeah. You know? yeah instead, you pulled. Gangster's Paradise, which is kind of a bleak song. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, they're not really Sonic. Yeah. Well, the movie it came from was also kind of that it was kind of starting with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. That was also kind of a bleak movie. So, so the, yeah, no, definitely, definitely had some issues. Yeah, the hatred just spewed like almost instantly. Like it dropped, and within the hour, I saw on my feed like maybe eight things that saying this is. Um, this is how we know Sonic will fail, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like the way Sonic looked. And then the other part of it was the, like the way they portrayed Dr. Robotnik. And I was like, well, that's Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing was, so that kind of, it's actually a better version of Robotnik than he was in even the comics. He's kind of a buffoon in the comics. At least Jim Carrey's version has a little bit of, actual menace to it yeah you know i feel it's an actual eviler robotnik i'm okay with an evil robotnik and no he doesn't have to be a giant fat man in a red suit to be robotnik like like the cartoons yeah because i saw some scenes with carrie playing robotnik and i was like yeah that's that's robotnik Robotnik. he he may not look exactly like the character but the way he acts the inflection the tone the, the kind of way he's handling himself it's like okay that's robotnik i got it that's cool. I can see that. You know, I kind of got that feel from some. I'm hoping fans will calm down on the whole Jim Carrey Robotnik thing. But it leads back to the point, and that's the context. And the point is they changed the look, and who knows what they'll do with Jim Carrey. Um, but they changed it, and they changed it based on what the fans said. And Pressure and other movies have done the same thing. And, you know, they're basically giving the fans exactly what they want. Even if they feel – and the Sonic thing I think is a good example of fan service winning uh, where it should because um, I do think the new look is the classical Sonic looks better thing for the character to stick closer to the movies. But there's been instances where, again, you know, the biggest bomb of them that explodes in the fan service field is, is the Star Wars trilogy. The new trilogy is, is a huge fan service, you know, and they, it failed with the fans who was trying to fan service and then everybody else who loved it. Loved it because it was fan service. So it's like, well, you, you can't have it both ways. Um, and they didn't used to do that as much, I don't feel. I feel like in the 90s and before, they made movies the stories they wanted to make. 
you know, and, and even if it was based off another story, they just did what they wanted with it. I mean, before Lord of the Rings, really, could you think of a, a movie that came from a TV or book or whatever, or a book or, or whatever it might be, that really was really true to the original story? I mean, really, really true? Um, I think Lord of the Rings kind of gave people an angle that said it has to be, you know, precise. And then, you know, Harry Potter did the same type of thing where it had to be precise. And that wasn't really fan service. That was the creators saying this is what the creation is. I mean, hell, you can even go to the, the most wonderful sparkly vampires ever, you know, and the new moons and, and, and all of that. And, and again, it wasn't exact to the story because sadly I read those. But it was very close, and it was creative license. It was the artists involved in the stories, Game of Thrones to a certain extent, and, except it got off kilter. But the original creators were all involved in those. So it's artistic freedom, right? Versus Star Wars, where there isn't really an original work, but people are looking to the books kind of as a guide. And they just kind of took off in the direction they thought the fans would want. And I didn't know if you could think of any other floppy movies that were trying to really give the fans what they wanted and failed. Seamless transition. <laughs> transition, really? That's what you're going with? <laughs> well, you know, back from a commercial break, right? Yes, back from a commercial break, absolutely. So we're back from a commercial break. And if you guys last, as we left off with my diatribe, um, I asked the question of Ernie, uh, what is um, a movie that is really provided a inaccurate view from a book or some other thing that they kind of took, here's the idea of the book or the concept where it came from, and then kind of took creative license with it and completely destroy the story because of it. Instead of fan servicing and just giving people exactly what they wanted, they did their own, you know, direction and kind of ruined it before before the, you know, disaster people call it of Dis of Disney's, uh, uh, Star Wars. Well, for one, you lost a lot of points by admitting you read Twilight novels. Not sure what happened there, but hey, to each their own. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it was one of those things that was being passed around the office, and I was like, fine, let me let me look at this, see if it's. It was brain candy. It was. So go on. besides that, um, I can come up with many reasons. And, and the whole thing about it is that Hollywood is about making money and they don't want to they don't want the new uh, consumer, which is also a critic, to not go see their stuff. So, of course, they're going to cater to that voice. Right. And what happens is that you have one voice mm -hmm. who's always the first one to say something. And it's usually something in the negative. And then everyone latches onto it and repeats it, and then it goes viral, right? So, you mm -hmm. know, one of the yeah. good examples coming up was the first Star Wars movie. Made a ton of money, set all sorts of records. At the, you know, San Diego Comic-Con when they showed the trailer in Hall H, amazing, amazing reception. And then it was released, and then the first thing the critics did was, oh, it's a carbon copy of the original uh, movie. You know, you have... You know, they have to go and they have mm -hmm. to blow up a Death Star. Well, you know what? It really wasn't a spoiler. It's in the movie poster. It's a huge planet with, a, with, the, with, the, uh, with that blast point coming out of it. So kind of figured it was a Death Star. <laughs> you know, and, and then you have the villain, Kylo Ren, wearing the mask. You know, and that was J.J. Abrams thing. You know, kind of like an homage to Darth Vader, but not really Darth Vader. And then when he took the, <laughs> when he took the mask off, right. everyone laughed because it was Adam Driver. I'm like, well, you know, 
of course, you know, he's a young kid, right? He's in his twenties and everyone kind of, everyone kind of laughed at that. So, so no matter what they did right in that movie, everyone picked it apart. And they said that basically it was just a retelling of the original trilogy. So Disney took all that feedback and was like, all right, apparently they don't like this, even though they came out in droves to watch it. Let's do, let's do something else. Let's get this other director, Ryan Johnson, who does these, you know, different interpretations of movies and um, we'll give him free reign, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes sure. up with this original story, first time ever, right? He's, a, he's also a director, first right. time that's ever happened as well. And um, right. they're like, here, here's the blank check, you know, the blank checkbook. And do what you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Go for Whoever it. Whoever you want to cast. He casted, <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his name? Benicio Del Toro. You know, and mm-hmm. which is, I think, yeah. it was a great Star Wars pick. He's a great Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, he's a great. Actor. He's a great actor. There yeah. is kind of a feel. and and then all of a yeah. sudden the movie comes out and everyone's like, it's not Star Wars. It's a it's a good science fiction movie, but it's not Star Wars. And then everyone started picking it apart because they had some, and because they have some sort of I don't know vision or idea or concept or yeah. I don't know. And I was like, you know, I could see some. I could see some of their points. But in other things, I was kind of like, I was happy with what, what came out. I stayed spoiler-free. I avoided the internet, and it was great. I can't wait for this new one, Rise of, of Skywalker. I've only seen the one trailer. Mm. But that's all there. Yeah, that's all there really is that's out, out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeking, seeking anything stuff. either. Um, as far as movies that came out that people said that didn't do it justice because it was based on a book or some other medium, um, I can count. I can. I, there's so many of them that came out recently. Ghost in the Shell. Oh, that was a good one. But that was that was was that be considered fan service or would that be considered? Um, well, no. They, true storytelling. They basically said, "Look, we're going to do." Because it felt like Ghost in the Shell was based off of. Yeah, yeah, it's based off of the old, you know, anime. You know, one of the iconic animes of all time. And mm-hmm. they were like, "We're going to do a live action of it." And then they were like, yeah, we're going to get Scarlett Johansson to star in it. They were kind of, and people already started booing and hissing. You know, they didn't even give it a chance. So that's one right there where even though the movie was good and it stayed really close to the source material, people didn't like it. Right. And, that, and that's kind of a big, a big issue is because, you know, people didn't like it. It stayed true to the source, as you said. So it's really kind of... Um, it's a little fan. It's kind of fan servicing, but it's like we're staying yeah. true to what it should be. Then, so should then be you have the plot. Dark Tower. You know? Everyone was like, oh, the Dark Tower, you know, it's a great book series by Stephen. The, the, the King verse together and everything, because everyone's got this idea that in order for a movie to be good, it has to be connected to like every other movie in its like realm. And, you know, it was it, very ambitious. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. It was like a typical, to me, like a typical Stephen King movie. You know, it's kind of like Mm -hmm. in the middle. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, no, I tell you, and I tell you what, that really kind of set a a precedent for, you know, if it's going to be based off something, it's got to be able to be able to stand on its own too. I mean, that's kind of a failure point of a lot of game, uh, game based movies. You know, it's like, they, they can't really stand on their own. And, and then the latest one um, was Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. You know, it did good, you know, at the box office. People mm-hmm. who went to go see it 
um, based on their experience with the book, they were like, oh my gosh, we, we wish this didn't happen. But mm-hmm. yeah, I did see a lot of that. And again, it goes back to, is it close enough to the book that people were happy with it? Or is it far, so far away from the book that people were upset with it? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, which is, yeah, it? yeah. What, you know? what is it like? At what point do you let the directors be directors and the screenwriters be screenwriters? Or do you just mm-hmm. want to like have somebody reenact a book? You know what I mean? It, it's right, and that that is a that is a a key factor to the conversation of fan of uh, fan service versus creative freedom is you know whose story is it? Okay, are you sticking to it? And what really is your direction with that? You know where you where you going to take? Hey, you to stick. I was to... very happy with the way Sonic was going to go because I'm like, look, they did it with Laura Croft when uh, Angelina Jolie played her. They were like, look, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's yes, we we got everything from a video game, but it's not the video game. This is going to be a movie that stands on its own. Right. And that was kind of the 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 thing with it is like it's not going to be it's something different. I mean, they did it with Ghost of the Shell too. They did it with um to a certain extent even with the the Netflix movie um Death yeah. Note. Same thing. They cha- same story, but they took t- took some creative license. They said it in a different, you know, country. Mm-hmm. They, everybody was different race. Everybody was different than what was the original thing. Nobody was particularly Asian. You know, the only thing that was the same was the character that played Death Note. And it's like everybody hated it because the world's whitewashed. Well, no, not really whitewashed because they all the Americans, but they're not all white. So got it there. So is it a creative story based on another story? It's definitely not fan service. Nobody liked it. <laughs> so it was kind of a yeah. failure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I watched it and I was like, all right, it's not my favorite, but it's also not, yeah. not the worst thing that I've seen. And I was, and I thought they picked the right voice actor to do the mm-hmm. creature. Willem Dafoe was great in that. Oh yeah, oh he was perfect. And you can also look at another one. Um, Blade yeah. was based off of a story that was complete creative freedom. Really, I mean, you know, Blade was Blade, but it was definitely not the same as the comics. And they did really well with that. Right. So it really kind of kind of comes back um to you know what really works the best yeah and now you have the the hate toward dark phoenix because it's so hard to say to for people to let go of like the movies that have come before it uh apocalypse really left a bad taste in everyone's mouth and then and now you have dark phoenix which some people say this is the end of this run for these actors and these characters Mm -hmm. and then it's another big reboot but hey you know what I enjoyed uh what was it first uh days of future yeah days first of future's of... past was really good it, that is literally the best way to reboot a series ever i mean ever that's that's like a flawless way to do a reboot. I was very happy with that. I mean, they messed up the whole Wolverine thing a little bit at the end, um but everything else was really like cool. this makes sense. they fit it in well, and I was like, okay, cool, you guys used that. Very well, but very I, happy I, with you guys. I, and to be fair, and to be fair, I liked the Apocalypse movie. I don't know why there was so much hate towards that. That was really confusing. Yeah, um, I think probably because it it left nothing to the imagination. Let's put it that way. And like people who were going to go see Apocalypse, they wanted to see the Apocalypse from the comic book with his four horsemen. And he wanted, he wanted, mm-hmm. they wanted to see him lay waste to other mutants. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's an IP thing, but a lot more of Marvel's universe was involved with this 
initial battle with with Apocalypse the first time he came out, and they just weren't there. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of an interesting point. I mean, it comes back, and the same thing with poor Deadpool. I mean, even Deadpool two, the poor thing. You know, it's like you got Juggernaut coming out. And it's like, it's freaking juggernaut. You're not going to have four little guys or five, you know, side characters taking on the freaking juggernaut. You know, you need like an army of mutants. Where is everybody? And it's basically because they don't have the IP license, but they still wanted to make the movie. So they made the best of the situation. So you kind of lose things. And that's something I don't think a lot of people take into consideration, which is a valid point that you're making, is that it's really about... You know, the money that's involved in making the movie, the actors, the ability to use IPs or not to use IPs, that really can make and break making a story into a story versus not. It's easier when the writer or the author or whoever it is gives you complete control to make it rather than something like X-Men or something like that, which the, the ownership is kind of all over the right, place. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for anything, the only redeeming thing that came out of the Sony Mutant X-Men franchise were... Um, you know, they that Fox got involved and they were like, all right, we're taking all the X-Men stuff. So anything that touches X-Men is mm-hmm. ours. And it seems like everyone seems to like Wolverine. How about we come up with, like, his own story? So they came out with X-Men Origins, which... Mm-hmm. Which wasn't... It wasn't a bad story, but it was pretty Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, like, all over the place, right? And then... Yeah, And then you had The Wolverine, which... At first, mm-hmm. I was scared about it, uh, scared about going to see it because somebody that we both knew um, that we work with basically said, "I already know what this is about. Who wants to go see Wolverine without his healing powers?" And basically, he's a big hairy guy with claws. And I was like, "You know what? You're you're kind of right on that. I really don't want to see that." But then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh man, I should have saw this way sooner." I mean, it was good on mm-hmm. so many levels. It was a truly original story taking liberties from like all the comic book sources right and which is again going back to the point you know stick to the source or creative freedom and in this case creative freedom yeah, won, and then you had logan and then everyone kept calling it old man mm. logan and and they had to keep coming out saying no this is not based on old man logan it's it's nuts. just logan and mm-hmm. we're basing this on which is gone you know as i say and and that is there is a difference i looked at that comic oh yeah and they tried to sell that comic in comic book stores. Hey, we have Old Man Logan on sale. But it's not right. the movie. People were expecting to see the movie <laughs> in that comic. And they're like, wait, what is this? Why is there a, a family of hulks? You know, who, who, who cares, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, that yeah. movie, Logan, honestly, is in my top three all-time comic book movies. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely original. And it's, a, and it's a Western at heart. And they actually said, hey, look. There's nothing original about this. We went back and looked at these old westerns, and we thought it's un- we're going to put Wolverine in Unforgiven. You know, he he's and yeah, he did. He and ended he did. up dying at the end, and you're like, you're heartbroken that Wolverine dies at the end. It's it's very unlike the other yeah. heroes that we've seen. We're kind of like, oh, you know what? Um, he died, but like the way Wolverine died, yeah. it's heart wrenching. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a that was a crappy death. Definitely heart wrenching. Speaking of top five superhero movies, it's a great transition. It's a, I think the last thing we'll cover on this slightly shorter than normal, but still an excellent episode. I think personally, but you know me, I'm biased. 
Um, one of the things that I sent over to you a little while ago, and you added uh, one question that you never got back to me, so we're going fi- to finalize that today. And this is a list, and this is the two nerds and a joke rules to a good superhero movie or TV show because there needs to be a standard of awesome list. List. I agree. Yes. So I'm going to go through this. So these are some of the things that when we, going forward, remove, review a movie, TV show episode or TV series or whatever it is, we're going to use this list as kind of our guide. Now, you, as I said, you had an extra one that you wanted to add in that was a very good thought, and we're going to add that in at the, at the tail end of this. So number one, is it comic book accurate? Now, this one doesn't hold a huge amount of weight, but it is important to note, is it or original source. So it may not be a comic book. It might be a, you know, whatever source it was originally formed in. Is it accurate to the source? And if it's not, then it loses some mm-hmm. points, but not a lot. Second, is it kid-friendly? And that's kind of an important one, right? Because if it's a superhero movie, it should be kid-friendly because you're trying to get that next generation involved. Adults already are in or out. You're not going to really gain that many more adult viewers, per se. It's really about the kids. So it needs to be at least a little kid-friendly. Um, and as I said to you, uh, you in person last time, I was using the wrong phrase. It is called a trope. It's not called a trollop. Uh, so a trope are the tropes used well. And those are things in a movie that are standard, you know, the father's dead and he goes to avenge him. That's a trope. Those types of things. Are they used well in the movie originally? There's only so many. Look them up if you're not sure. It's a literary term. So, yes, it's a real thing. Um, are the actors appropriate for the roles they are playing? Now, we've seen this a few times in movies where they just did the wrong thing. It's a wrong actor. Or, you know, it's not even close to the original. It doesn't make sense. It's just a bad choice. Kind of the Robotnik thing, right? You could kind of go, some people are saying that he's just not the right choice of an actor. We'll see. We will see. Um, so there's that. Um, are there plot holes that you could drive a Mack truck, truck through? <laughs> um, so is there really something really just off about how the plot goes? Is it just kind of really kind of just it doesn't make sense? Uh, and we'll you know look for those. And does this movie create room for discussion in a positive way? So like Star Wars, if people hadn't been such choose a derogatory term here about it, it could have opened a dialogue about how the direction of Star Wars is going and what the character's development looks like now and next generation of you know Star Wars characters for the next generation of kids. That could have been a good discussion. Didn't happen. But it could have been. Uh, and does the fun or entertaining value of the movie outweigh the problems it might have? So it may have plot holes. It may have other issues. It may have crappy actors in it. But is it over a lot of fun and entertaining? That could be a big play in this. Could this movie be done in another medium and been better for it? For example, a movie that could have been a TV show. And I remember you saying this about a couple movies. I don't remember which ones right now. But you said it in the past where it could have been a miniseries you saw on, on Netflix and been just as fine with it. Or vice versa. You know, I'd like to have seen that in theaters and it was on Netflix. And was the hype given from this movie appropriate? I think we fell into that with uh, Endgame. You talked about that, right? Where the hype was so up and out there. It just was completely, almost made you not enjoy it as much because the hype was so bad (laughs) or so much. And lastly, is this movie you could watch over and over and still get something out of? Um, And that guy's kind of go back to you talk about this where your dad wanted to see the movie more than once. And he doesn't pay to go see a movie more than once in theaters, and he did for this one. So could you see it again and again? Is it something you're going to see again and again in theaters or out and just enjoy the heck out of it? You know, like, you know, Rogue One, for example. You know, you can watch it over and over and still get something out of it. Right. 
So lastly, you said you had one that you felt was important, and I can't remember for life of me what it is. Do you remember what it was? Uh, likeability. Likeability. Yes. Very good. Yeah, likeability. 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 Now, when you speak to likeability, explain what you're talking about there. So likeability is one of those things where, like, you mentioned the title of this movie and people will say, oh, yeah, I liked it. You know what? The- mm. Yeah, that, that seems like a fun thing. Like, if it's not a likable movie, like, why see it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And likeability isn't just entertainment. It's really just, did you get something out of it where it wasn't actively trying to irritate the heck out of you for whatever reason? Right. You know? And all the problems you could think of, like, in the third Matrix movie, for example... You know, a lot of things was it wasn't likable. The story was convoluted. There were plot holes. It was long-winded. The actors just were kind of not there. So you could take half of our list of, of questions or, or, you know, points about movies and just say, yeah, no, it doesn't meet those criteria at right. all. Right, like, and, like, um, like what, I, what I always go back to about likability is um, the Fifty Shades of Grey series, right? Came, mm. came, from, came from books – and it was supposed to hit the theater, and all these women are swooning over it. All these guys are like, shoot, I got to go with my girl to go see this because they've been doing nothing but talking my ear off about it. And they go see it, and, and you're watching, and you're like, I really don't like this. And then when you tell other mm-hmm. people about it, you're like, yeah, I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. They're like, oh, what did you think about it? Like, you can kind of tell. It wasn't a well-liked movie. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good point. And the books were awful, too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the books were awful. I read, like, one, and it was, like, awful. I was still hoping for an unhappy ending to that series. I felt it was deserved. It needed an unhappy ending. But whatever. Um, but, yeah, yeah that's it was a valid so, thing. It was so unlikable that even the actors that were in it didn't even like being there or with each other. Yes, I heard. And I think that came across very clearly on screen. That could be something, too, that we could add to the list. One other thing. Uh, actor chemistry. Yeah. Because, um, oh, you know what? It's a great example of that. Um the Thousand World movie. Oh, that came out. Yeah, recently. the um, oh gosh, uh, Valerian and the City. Valerian, of a City of a Thousand Worlds, Planets, or something like that. Yeah, good concept, decent story. Yeah. What ruined it? The two main actors had no zero chemistry. They didn't belong getting together at the end. They shouldn't have. They had nothing in common. They literally didn't like each other. Why would you do that? The rest of the movie was a pretty movie. It was a decent story. It wasn't like fantastic. Yeah, it was. But, it was the Fifth Element, dude. Yeah, it was great movie. Except two main actors were horrible choices. They couldn't fill the roles, and it ruined the movie. Well, I and that's a perfect example. I think if one was in it and the other one wasn't, it would have done better. Mm. So if yeah, maybe if it, okay. if it was the dude who's a good actor in his own right, um, mm-hmm. and they paired him up with somebody else that kind of looked like the girl from the comic books, um, mm. yeah, it probably would have done better, but. Yeah, and the other way is, or just don't <laughs> and the other way was uh clara who was uh in suicide squad i wouldn't say she's a decent actress but she's not a horrible actress no. but she looked the part mm. and but it, like you said it kind of translated of like this vibe that she didn't even want to be there she's just collecting a paycheck Right, and that's that's the thing if the actors aren't passionate and there's no going back to your phrase likability 
it's it's gonna it's gonna just be an awful movie. Yeah. So I think those are good. I think those are good solid criteria, and we'll we'll try that out on our uh, maybe our next episode. We'll watch something. We got a few things we said we we're gonna do in the next couple of weeks that we're gonna do. Um, we're picking a graphic novel as we speak. Yep. Uh, I picked up a couple of from the library. Ooh, and uh, we're gonna see what we got. And um, Ernie, you're supposed to pick one up this week, correct? That is correct. I'm gonna be picking one up this week. And nice. yeah, I'll definitely uh, post it so that way everyone can see it. Yeah, so make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest. Ernie will be posting what we are going to be reading. Uh, if you guys want to follow along and read with us, and then we'll discuss. So we're waiting on Ernie to see what he picked. I picked one as well. So we're going to come together with our comic book choices of graphic novels and see what wins, if you will, and see what we got story-wise. And uh, hey, if we pick a really good one, maybe the uh, powers of be listen to us and make it into a movie. Ooh, that, that would be, would be nice, yeah. Yes, because we have that kind of influence, you know. Oh, it's it's kind of how we yeah, roll. We're yeah. in, we're in with Jimmy Cameron. Oh yeah, we're 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 way up there. Yeah. It's it's all all the way up to the top. So everybody, as always, um, keep keep tuned. We have more stuff coming for you guys in the near future. Like us, love us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Of course, hey, our new video came up uh, just about the free comic book days on YouTube right now. Um, not to be found on the audio podcast and it's actually doing pretty well almost has 20 views so far for us so that's a good number so yeah i'm like that we've got 61 subscribers to our youtube channel so yay us yay. we're getting up there <laughs> um and of course thank you guys for following us on podcoin apple podcast and right here on anchor you guys are awesome keeping us going uh, with your fandom we are above 350 listens total so far and growing stronger every week so thank you for listening and enjoying our fun content um, if you really do have an episode idea or content you want or want to come on as a guest please just reach out email two nerds a joke at gmail.com or you can of course post on our instagram i'm listening and talking to people on instagram all the time um, and other podcasters, whatever it is, love the joint effort. And this time, I want to give a special shout-out if they do happen to listen to the Klingons of Florida. Um, you can find them on a Facebook page. We know one of the Klingons, and uh, she's promised in the near future to come on and do a cosplay episode and the life and times of a Klingon. So we're looking forward to doing that in the near next couple of weeks. And uh, that will be, I think, very exciting. I agree. So, Ernie, cool. And if you will, Ernie, as always, give them what they're always asking for. Uh, peace out. All right, guys. See you next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.